The Tower, Episode 41, Titans TV Show Season 3 Wrap-Up. everybody this is your host peter the tower returns just a few days shy of its 13th anniversary coming up on july 29th to take a look at titans season three on hbo max that is all i'm going to cover for this podcast Titans season three ran from august Uh, through October of 2021 for 13 episodes. And while I talked about the first three episodes of the season in last episode, which was released in August of 2021, it has taken me this long to finish the season, probably out of being way easily distracted by other things, mostly because I just don't like this series. So, Uh, At the very least, it's another item I can check off of my to-do list, and I will warn you right now, I am not going to be nice about this show. Titans Season 3. So the story finds the Titans in Gotham City trying to deal with the fallout of Jason Todd getting killed by the Joker, Batman killing the Joker, in response, and a new villain on the scene called Red Hood. Throw in Barbara Gordon, throw in the Scarecrow, Blackfire, Tim Drake, and we get a bunch of bastardized adaptations of A Death in the Family, A Lonely Place of Dying, No Man's Land, Under the Hood, And it all mixes together to give you a Batman show, honestly, where the Titans just happen to be along for the ride. Honestly, by the end of the season, I thought to myself, they should have just called this a Grayson. They should have just called it some kind of Grace Dick Grayson show, because I feel like I would be a little more accepting of all of these Batman elements if it was because it was surrounding Dick Grayson as a character. If he was in the middle of being a Titan, if he was in the middle of becoming Nightwing, if he was in the middle of Batman and Jason Todd and Arkham and Scarecrow, etc., I would be fine with this season. I would understand where the point of view is coming from. But it, but it's a Titan show. And to call it a Titan show and have the big bad be Scarecrow, have the Red Hood running around, set it in Gotham, have Lazarus pits, I I just feel like they don't have any idea what to do with 40 plus years of Titans continuity if this is what they're giving us. You know, as terrible as the first season was, at least it was about Titans and Titans characters with Titans villains. The same with season two. I almost feel like they saw season one, 
They saw the reactions to season one. They saw the reactions to season two. And they said, oh, we know how to make it better. Give it more Batman. Because, you know, Batman makes everything better. What a train wreck. What a complete train wreck. I'm not going to go episode by episode in this podcast. I just can't. I don't have the energy, even though I have all of those notes. I'm just going to hit various points overall based on the individual characters and some storylines, because honestly, the show does not deserve an episode by episode analysis. And I get it. I suppose it's not entirely their fault because this was produced during 2020 and 2021, during the beginning of the pandemic. Part of the reason why I just feel like this uh, season was wonky and haphazard is because even, even with all those Batman elements, the show also feels like it's other shows wrapped into one. I, at some point I was like, I am watching four different shows and none of the things are interconnecting. None of them matter to one another. You have Jason Todd and Scarecrow. You have Nightwing once again having a crisis of crisis of identity. You have Donna's resurrection. You have Starfire and Blackfire. Oh, and then you have the Titans. And maybe you get their reactions to all of these things. But they are not the glue. And one does not mean anything to the other except in small ways but it's it's not like watching a show that has an ensemble cast of characters and yes they might be going on different trajectories but then all of a sudden everything just you can feel where it starts to merge together that does not happen here it just doesn't and and all of that would be solid if it all came together but it doesn't and it becomes a mishmash of shit storytelling and terrible TV making. It is terrible TV making. This is going to wind up being a really short episode. But at least, as I said, I get it off my to-do list. And I can devote my time to other things, you know, like getting back to the actual comics, which were enjoyable. Um, so here are my notes, things that I wrote for this podcast uh, based on the characters. Nothing long, but it'll give you an idea of some of the story that's going on, but it's really going to give you an idea of how I reacted to everything. So first of all, Scarecrow, Jason Todd, Red Hood as the big baddies for the season. Uh, trying to get Gotham City to fear Nightwing and the Titans so that they can swoop in and offer up Red Hood as their savior and the answer to everything that's been going on with Batman and the Titans. Okay, that's fine. If that's what you're going to run with, okay. Where it fails is, first of all, they are not good actors. They just aren't. And they're not giving given great dialogue either. Motivations are terrible. Jason Todd falling under Scarecrow's wing... And the way he betrays the character, just kind of being addicted to this drug thing, although that drops off later on, it's not good. It's poorly directed, and the characterization is all stock characterization. Crane does not feel like Scarecrow at all, 
And Jason Todd is really just throwing a tantrum. <laughs> feels like He feels like a 13-year-old when they crash the parents' car. He doesn't feel earned in the role of Red Hood because he just doesn't have the experience. So Nightwing is in the middle of all of, all of this because Bruce has fled Gotham. And it's frustrating because Dick Grayson found himself last season. He becomes Nightwing, and yet he still can't make the team a family. He still pushes everybody away instead of using them and then uses them in the last episode, right? Yay, they get to be the Titans again. He has this odd crisis of, of conscience because the writers just really don't know what to do with him or the everybody else for that matter. And it gets to the point where later in the season, we get inside of his head and he has all of these doubts and they manifest as as Scarecrow in his mind. And for some reason, Jonathan Crane is suggesting that all of this is because Dick Grayson secretly wants Jason Todd dead. What? What? I, no. And we get the scene of Dick Grayson as Joker crowbarring Jason Todd. I was like, wait, come on. I thought we were done with all this violent stuff with Dick Grayson. And this that's never been his character. So that was so poorly done. Um, Gar as Beast Boy is still having power issues. We actually see him turn into a bat this season, which is great, finally. But it doesn't get resolved in this season. Even though he has a scene with Raven about... I mean, this whole season is about fear, right? If you have Scarecrow as your big bad, obviously a main theme is going to be fear. So... Gar thinks that the only way he, he can become other creatures is out of fear, and Raven tries to tell him, no, it's out of love and whatever. But we don't get any resolution, so we're going to have to wait another season to see how he handles his power adaptations. So it's very slow going. It is not interesting to have a character like Beast Boy not become anything. We have Raven. She's been off on Paradise Island with Amazons that are like the least likely Amazons I've seen. And Raven has been gone for almost seven episodes before you see her. They're trying to resurrect Donna because Donna was killed last season after she was being electrocuted. Now we can probably surmise that Raven is more in tune with her powers this season because of her training with the Amazons. But that just means... All of the stories that they started to do in season two, where her powers were going out of control, where she hurt Gar, it just feels like all of that just got forgotten. Superboy does very little in this season, but act as Blackfire's boyfriend. So again, it feels like a waste that we got him introduced, but then he does nothing this entire season. Hawk is killed early on in the season because that actor is now on uh, Jack Reacher. And then that means that Dove goes away because she realized what an awful show this was. So Donna gets resurrected, as I mentioned, and that leads her into this bizarre um, afterlife trip with Hank and Tim Drake. Because even though he was introduced this season, he dies and then he also gets resurrected. And the three of them are in this afterlife. It's a terrible episode. So, And then Donna comes back to life just in time to stop Bruce Wayne from committing suicide. Now, you think I'm kidding, but I'm not. And I was like, okay, 
what does she have to do with Bruce? Why did she wind up where he was? He wasn't even in America at the time. I don't, I don't understand how they made that connection at all. If anything, they should have made Donna's resurrection in time with having to resurrect at, at least Nightwing, maybe, and then get the idea, oh, by the way, we, we found the Lazarus pit. That resurrected Jason Todd. Maybe it'll work on, on uh, Dick Grayson. No, it just it comes out of nowhere. This show has an odd fascination of graduating certain identities to the next identity, but they didn't do that with Donna. You know, she comes out of this resurrection, but it's not like she's in some black suit now or anything like that. Starfire starts to learn a little bit more about the truth behind her origins or her upbringing. She argues with Blackfire a lot, has absolutely no connection to Dick Grayson this season outside of being confrontational. And that's really how all of these scripts are written. Everybody is just so confrontational. And then by the by the end, she realizes, Starfire realizes, that she actually has Blackfire's power and it manages to switch back and then Starfire gets her own power. So then by the end, we get this scene where Starfire, her power is colored dark and blue and Blackfire's power is all fiery and red, which totally makes no sense. It doesn't make sense with their star- with their code names. It makes no sense with the Titans mythos. It it doesn't make sense. They even made uh, Exile a man. They they made a reference to their god Exile, and in the Titans universe, it's a man. Like why even why, what do you why change that? Why do you have to change that of all things? I don't know. Uh, I mentioned Blackfire. She is found this season, she's rescued, she's brought to Wayne Manor, and then proceeds to do nothing the entire season except kiss Superboy, and she then becomes this season's hawk, right? She's the wild one, she's the confrontational one. We almost get a hint that they're going to go out into space, but then the writers are like, nope, nope, we tricked you, they blow up her spaceship, because it's almost like they know, no, we don't have the budget to do space opera. You silly viewers. The show is terrible. It's just so terrible. Ugh. Barbara Gordon is in this season. She's fine. She's the new Gotham commissioner. I don't think she's ever been Batgirl in this continuity, although they could change that easily. She has the most scenes with Dick. And again, that's why I think this should have been a Dick Grayson show, because... At least that is a part of his life that could be interesting to portray portray on a show. Um, Speaking of other characters that get pushed or dropped, uh, Jason's friend named Molly has a couple of scenes and then she's gone. We see one of Nightwing's villains from the comics, Lady Vic. She's here for an episode and then she's gone. And Corey has a psychiatrist friend named Dr. Cole, which I was late, eventually I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like Cole, the character in the Titans Baxter run. Um, But he gets dropped too after appearing in a few scenes. Uh, I mentioned Tim Drake. He really wants to be a superhero. He wants to be the next Robin. He's a little too eager, if you ask me. And there's a lot of 
contrivances with how he has all this tech and how he thinks he should be Robin, yet he has no training whatsoever. Um, and by the end of the season, they just get in an RV and they're going to go back to, I assume, San Francisco, back to where this season season should have taken place in the first place. So just a, a terribly written show, terribly conceived, terribly show run. Um, it's not good. It's the worst of television. It's like sometimes it's a superhero show. Sometimes it's a procedural show. Sometimes, oh, that's the other thing. They introduced Argus in an odd way. And I was like, come on. Like, do we have to do all the stuff that we already tread in the CW shows? Like, why not just do a CW show then? You know, what? Like, the Titans universe has this wealth of mythos and this, and has its own history and its own characters and places that it created. And yet, it wants to dip into stuff we already know. Now, they did make a mention of Roy Harper, so I don't know. Maybe we'll get a Roy Harper next season. For next season, we're apparently going to get Brother Blood. Okay, you know, at least it's a Titans villain, even though we saw Brother Blood in the Arrowverse already. So if they're not going to go full cult leader with the getup and the blood and the, you know, the nuns and all of that, if they're just going to do another guy in a suit like they did with Scarecrow, like they did with Trigon, like they did with Deathstroke for, to some degree, then why bother? Why bother if you're not going to go for the fanciful elements? If you're just going to make it a CBS procedural show, why make this a Titan show at all, you know? Okay, I'm done. That's about as much energy I want to give to this terrible show. This has been The Tower, The Tower episode 41. If you want to send me an email, peter at thedailyrios.com or go visit the website if you want to leave a comment at thedailyrios.com or follow my Twitter, Peter J. Rios. Talk to you next time.